inspiring travel now and in the future. Thank you so much for today's feature on five ways to transform and travel in the Philippines with Chantelle Cowie. About Chantelle and her words, my life's journey has taken me from the East Coast to the West Coast to the Midwest and many places around the world. My strength as a communicator has helped me to thrive in creating and maintaining interpersonal relationships across dozens of moves. I cherish change, spontaneity, and creativity, and consequently chose to major in journalism with a focus in strategic communication and communication arts with a focus in radio, TV, and film. I have had the opportunity to nurture my affinity for communication and expand my skill set through a diverse set of industries, including affiliate marketing, human resource management, education, tourism, and disability rights. My goal is to use my skills, passion, and knowledge to be an outstanding creative contributor to the professional world. You can find Chantelle on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and on her website at www.chantellecowie.com and via her name on LinkedIn, Instagram, and on Facebook. And the links are also in your show notes. So here is Chantelle sharing in her words and in her voice, because this was her story on five ways to transform and travel in the Philippines with Chantel. And thank you so much again for your contribution to our community and our travel series. Five Ways to Transform and Travel the Philippines by Chantel Cowie. I feel most alive when I travel. I see, smell, eat, drink, laugh, explore, and love with fervor, as if I'm a child and everything is new. I crave this feeling when I don't have it. What's the purpose of this experience? We spend a great deal of time planning the concrete aspects of our trip, but do we ever pause to reflect on why travel brings us these feelings? What are we doing during our travels to help us achieve this level of serendipity? Why do I come away from my travels feeling accomplished and enlightened? Transformation, that's why. Travel creates endless opportunities for personal growth. Travel, by its very nature, takes us out of our element and into a world of unfamiliarity. This challenges us in unexpected ways and forces us to adapt to succeed. This is where the potential for the most personal growth rests. This is why I travel. My earliest memories involve traveling from Florida to visit my grandparents in Georgia. In the 20 plus years since, I've traveled to 30 different states and 26 countries and lived in America, Australia, and South Africa. I was fortunate enough to be born into a family where travel is highly valued pastime. My parents explored the world when I was young and took me along with them. When I became an adult, I continued to fuel my passion for travel with my own trips. 
I encourage you to take a moment before you go on your trip and think about the goals that you have for transformation during this time. Are you looking to become more independent? Would you like to become more knowledgeable about other cultures? Are you trying to be more outgoing? The Philippines is the perfect place for you to relax and take in the beauty of the world while on this path of self-discovery. Decide what your goals are and can consciously take actions throughout your trip to reach these goals. My interest in the Philippines was sparked four years ago when I moved to Chicago, Illinois and fell in love with my partner. My partner is Filipino-American and introduced me to this incredible country that had somehow missed my radar. The beaches of the Philippines called to me during one of Chicago's harshest winters and I decided to spend two months traveling this country, coming up with new and exciting ways to challenge myself. Thanks to my journey, I collected a list of five things you can do in the Philippines to encourage personal transformation during your trip. Number one, go on tours through hostels. Hostels in the Philippines have something for everyone and are a must for individuals looking to create transformative and memorable experiences from their travels. When someone says hostel, the first thoughts that may come to mind are bunk beds and affordable pricing. However, during my adventure through the Philippines, I found that these homes away from home provide far more than a place to lay your head. Many hostels provide an amazing environment to meet new people by hosting sightseeing activities unique to their locations. You can sign up for these activities even if you're not staying at the hostel. I highly recommend doing this, especially for island hopping tours. You'll notice that the cities of the Philippines, with vibrant tourism industries, have many options for the same types of tours. I found it very difficult to weed through the clutter of business after business propositioning me for what they claimed was the best version of the tour. This is something I found the hostels are wonderful for. The tours running through hostels are always a fair price, have a great atmosphere, and most importantly, are run by and cater to a great group of people. I did tours through hostels to island hop, go on hikes, jump off waterfalls, explore caves, snorkel, and surf. Before every tour, my stomach was tight with anticipation. Insecurity whispered, am I going to make a friend today? Will these strangers like me? I'm an extroverted person when I'm within a group of people I know. However, like most people, I fear rejection. This makes it hard for me to approach strangers for friendship when I'm on my own. One of my goals for this trip was to become more outgoing, despite that fear. I joined Hop Hostel for an island hopping tour when I was in Quran. I didn't stay at Hop Hostel. I stayed at a much smaller hostel, Quran Bakawan Hostel, because I wanted a cheaper room. I started the day alone and a bit nervous about making friends. The van from Hop Hostel picked me up first because before doubling back to get the rest of the group. People piled into the van and I began greeting them and thought, here goes nothing. 10 minutes into the tour, I met one woman from England, Abby, and one from Australia, Beth. They were friends that met the year before at a hostel in Vietnam. 
They introduced me to a group of friends they met at their hostel, and we spent the next three days exploring Quran. One evening, we hiked to the top of the hill where the Quran sign stood watching over its inhabitants below and watched the sunset over the island. The next night, we eased our achy muscles in the hot springs. But best of all, every day we satisfied our appetites with chicken adobo, pancit, and pratong talong, amongst other famous Filipino dishes and restaurants around Quran town. We all came from different countries and backgrounds, but the shared activity of exploring the island together brought us close. I realized my fear of rejection was senseless. During my time in the Philippines, I found people are eager to form friendships and share experiences with you if you're brave enough to make yourself vulnerable. Opening myself up to the friendships of strangers brought about more laughter, conversation, and cherished memories than I, I could have imagined. As you travel around the Philippines, you're going to be seeing a lot of beaches, islands, and waterfalls. What will start to become special about these places you visit are the memories you make with the people you experience them with. Going with a hostile group on a tour ensures you'll be meeting with, new pe with other people who are open to making friends. Travel is as much about the people you meet as it is about the places you go. Through my time at hostels, I've been fortunate to make friends from dozens of countries and gain a deeper understanding of other cultures, languages, foods, and customs. The experiences I had because of hostels in the Philippines helped me to become a more global citizen, and they can do the same for you. Number two, go off the beaten path. What happens when you strip away all the noise? When the internet and data can no longer reach you? when all the people are gone. Would you like to find that peace? I did. I wanted to find stillness during the, my trip and a chance to practice mindfulness. I was interested in opportunities to breathe and improve the mind-body connection in nature away from distractions. As a result, I did a tour through Belita Tours as a restorative activity in the middle of my group, my trip. If you plan on vacationing around, Pala around Palawan, I suggest adding this island hopping excursion between El Nido and Curran to your itinerary. I chose Belita Tours because I found through my research that the group was smaller, only six people, and cheaper than their competitors, but still just as fulfilling. During this excursion, I spent my days on a boat going from a remote island to island. These islands were completely deserted except for their caretakers. I stopped at each island for an hour or two to snorkel, read on the beach, take pictures, and eat. In the evenings, I watched the sunset and camped on the beach. It was the perfect escape. There was no internet or power, just nature and time to reflect. If you're going to be in Sikihor during your trip, Another great adventure into nature I'd suggest is taking a moped to the mountain view. I did this with two friends I met on a waterfall jumping tour I'd done through the hostel Chief Mao in Wawal. We drove 30 minutes through winding roads up the mountain to get there. The roads were wide and smooth and the scenery was breathtaking. 
Palm trees and endless acres of green cloaked the mountains like a scene out of Jurassic Park. Once we arrived at Mountain View, we parked our bikes and hiked 10 minutes up to the peak. Grazing goats and cows were scattered along the hillside, seemingly unbothered by the steep incline they balanced on. The view was spectacular, and we were completely alone as we looked out over the rolling landscape that led to the sea. After snapping some pictures, we sat atop the hill and meditated. We spent a couple of hours on that hill and finished our afternoon by stopping at a butterfly sanctuary. Activities like this significantly helped strengthen my ability to focus on the present moment. Find ways to appreciate the beauty of the world you're experiencing as you travel. We often get caught up in taking pictures for the future and forget to appreciate our present. Taking deliberate moments during my trip to be present has helped me to do so more than ever, even after I came home. Meet a local, number three. If you are lucky, you'll have the opportunity to become friends with a Filipino tourist. Often tourists from two of the big city, biggest cities in the Philippines, Manila and Cebu City, travel to the surrounding islands for vacation. The Filipino people are the most friendly people I've ever met. My first night in Malapasqua, I was invited to dinner by two German people I'd met on the boat over to the island. At dinner, I met a woman from Cebu City named Abby. She'd been in Malapasqua for two months already. She said she'd fallen in love with the island and couldn't leave yet. The second we met, Abby adopted me into her circle as if we'd known each other for years. She invited me everywhere with her. Abby knew the secrets of all of the best spots on the island and shared them willfully. Breakfasts, lunches, dinners, beaches, and live music. You name it, she knew the best spot for it. I wasn't the only one with this experience. She did this with everyone she met. By the end of my four days with her, we had a community of 20-plus friends cramming table after table to sit together at dinner. People came and went as their trips dropped them on the shores of Malapasqua or took them to their next destination. However, Abby's warm smile and friendly wave as she invited a new member into the family were constant. We called her the Great Connector. I met Ian on my first night in Port Barton. He was traveling from Manila. I was sitting in the common area of my hostel, Coco Rico, and he walked up to me and introduced himself. I found out he was a chef in Manila, visiting his friends in Port Barton. We hit it off, and he invited me to meet his friends. I ended up spending the next two days exploring Port, Bar Port Barton with them. Since his friends were from Port Barton, I was able to have experiences I never would have been able to have on my own. His friends had a boat, which they took us all out on to reach a secluded island and camp. They connected me with an amazing island hopping tour run through a company they were close with, which I unfortunately can't recall the name of. Most importantly, we spent our time in Port Barton having conversations where I was able to gain an insider's perspective of an opinion about the Philippines. Abby and Ian introduced me to fruits and vegetables I'd never seen before, told me of customs around relationships and religion, 
and educated me on their country's history and current political and social climate. Ultimately, they helped me reach my goal of expanding my understanding and exploration of this country beyond its surface-level beauty during my travels. Number four, do something that scares you. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. Eleanor Roosevelt. On this trip, if you really want to transform, look fear in the face over and over again. I did this as often as I could. If something scared me, I did it because I knew I would grow from it. Here's a list of 10 things I tried that you can consider doing to challenge yourself while in the Philippines. Get a scuba certification. Strike up a conversation with a stranger. Cliff jump. Eat dinner alone. Go canyoneering. Ask a friend to lunch. Sing karaoke. Hike a volcano. Use words in the local language you've learned. Take a windsurfing course. Think of anything that causes a pit of nerves to form in your stomach. What are activities you can do to face that fear? When the time comes, do them. The scariest thing for me that I did on this trip was getting my scuba diving certification. I got my open water scuba diving certification with Neptune Dive in Quran. My instructor, June, was amazing. He was a seasoned diver with over 20,000 dives under his belt. He had a daughter of his own and was patient and kind. He made me feel like I was learning to dive with my own dad. I appreciated the sense of security he gave me. When I was seven, my friend's dad died from a scuba diving accident. This sport has always intrigued me, but the risk involved paralyzed me with fear at a young age and stopped me from trying until this trip. During my training, June taught me that there have been significant improvements to diving technology since my friend's dad's accident that have made the sport safer. I also learned that with proper technique and safe diving skills, most injuries are 100% preventable. Armed with this new knowledge, I was still scared of every single dive. I wanted to give up, and yet, I persisted. I forced myself to face that fear each time I suited up and jumped into the water. Every dive chipped away at that gargantuan ball of anxiety in my chest. I went from pure terror on my first dive to slight discomfort on my seventh. I had my certification after my fifth, and still didn't feel comfortable underwater. On my eighth dive at Napentau off the coast of Padre Burgos with Peter's Dive Resort, something wonderful happened. The fear did not wake up with me that morning. I suited up, jumped into the water, and had the best dive of my life. I relaxed 15 meters underwater as the current pulled me along a wall of coral that stretched as far as I could see. I saw a sea turtle, reef sharks, and countless fish the colors of the rainbow. I finally understood why people took the risk to do this sport. The beauty of the world under the sea was worth it. By forcing myself to face my fears, 
I took away their power. I never regretted doing the things I was most afraid of, even when I failed. I realized that the only true failure would have been to never have tried at all. Number five, learn a new skill. Nothing makes me feel quite as accomplished as acquiring a new skill while traveling. Travel presents the opportunity to test out activities that may not exist or be popular in your home country. What's something you've always wanted to learn how to do? Interested in how to cook Filipino cuisine? Interested in it itching to feel the wind in your hair as you drive a moped? Want to finally be able to stand up on a surfboard and catch some gnarly waves? You have time, trip savings, and a country full of willing teachers. There's no time like this trip for you to pick up a skill you can carry with you into future adventures. Decide what you want to do and then do some research on the best parts of the Philippines to do these activities. Manila is known for its cuisine and is the place to take a cooking class. Sikihor is the best island in the Philippines to learn to ride a moped. Shargao is one of the surfing capitals of the world. Each city and island has something different to offer. By learning these skills, you'll be growing as an individual while helping bring money into the local economy. A goal of mine going into this trip was to learn how to ride a moped. It isn't common for people in Chicago where I'm from to ride them. However, in Southeast Asia, mopeds are king, and it makes it a whole lot easier to get around if you know how to drive one. I started the process of learning to ride by riding on the back of my friend's moped in El Nido. We rented a moped in El Nido town for 500 pesos for the day and split the cost. My friend told me how to grab onto the taught me how to grab onto the back of the bike for support and balance my weight. I'd never been on a motorbike of any kind before, so learning to balance during turns was a great first step. Riding on the back of someone else's bike allowed me to learn important information about riding, like how to signal, brake, and turn before I was trying it on my own. Several weeks later, on the island of Sikihor, I officially rented my own moped from the Love Shack Hostel for 300 pesos a day. I rode the bike up and down the road in front of the hostel for practice, and I was off. I was tense at first, following behind my more experienced friend, laser-focused on the road ahead. I had trouble getting myself up to an acceptable speed limit. Thankfully, Sicky Horse roads are nicely paved, wide, and often empty. This is what makes it the best island to learn how to moped on. As the days went on, I got more and more comfortable. By my last day in Sikihor, I was able to drive on dirt roads with passengers on the back of my bike. I continued on to Bohol after Sikihor and spent five hours one day driving to and from the Chocolate Hills. I felt so accomplished. I had gone from not knowing how to open the gas tank to spending hours driving on windy mountain roads and in-city traffic. This is a skill that will forever be useful as I continue my travels. I could have spent years traveling the islands in the Philippines and still never have covered it all. 
This is a beautiful country with endless possibilities for transformative experiences while you travel. Don't try to do too much too quickly. Give yourself a day to travel between each location you go. Stay flexible in your plans. Travel off the beaten path for self-reflection. Be open to new friendships. Face your fears head on. Leave knowing more than when you arrived. Know that every day may not be perfect, and that's par for the course. If you enjoyed this article, please share it with your adventure-seeking friends. And if you would love to be featured in our creator series, take a look as a creator at the bottom of the blog post that's linked in the show notes with all the details with the questionnaire and more. And we have features in our travel publication, our wellness publication, and inspiring with influence options as well. If you're a brand that would love to know more about our features on our website, on other press sites, and our media packages online and live and more, feel free to take a look at our brand page and or send us an email at info at fitlifecreation.com. Let's create. Create podcast with me, Katrina Julia. This is all about helping you create a life and a business you love hands-on with tips, tools, and technology. It's about the freedom, freedom of expression, of time, of location, of community, and ultimately, financial freedom. I understand the struggle. I've been there. I've walked through and continue to walk through. Walking from fear to faith, devaluing to purity, self-hate to love, corporate to calling, and bondage to freedom. So it's been quite a journey, as you can see. I'm walking right there with you on your own journey to create a life and business you love. So you will learn all the things about wellness, about media, about lifestyle, and travel. You will learn how I'm creating it and how you can create it too. So who am I? I'm Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, a creator, and a traveler. I've been-